I'd like to welcome you to our monthly Mission One podcast where we discuss ways that you, the listener, can be involved in missions both stateside and globally. I'm privileged today to have President of General Baptist Ministries, Danny Donovan, with us and uh, returning uh, Vice President for Global Missions, Mark Powell. So you guys say hi. Hello. hello. <laughs> Good to be here, Jim. Yeah. Thank you, Jim, for the invitation. I appreciate it. Today we want to uh, maybe change our focus a little bit from previous podcasts and want to focus on one particular word. Um, the word's been around um, for centuries. The word is, is biblical, we could say, but I think it's also um, maybe sometimes misunderstood, and that word is missional. And so, uh, Danny, Mark, we just want to discuss what does it mean, for example, for a church to be missional? Is there is there a real church that can the church be the church and not be missional, those kind of things? So, um Danny, go ahead and jump in. When you think the word missional, um, what comes to mind? Yeah, um, so um, I immediately start thinking about, and, you know, there was a um, mid-20th century missionary named Leslie Newbegin that um, wrote several books, really interesting stuff, um, some of it about pluralism, some of it about Western culture, but um, one of the things that comes out of his thought is he 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 really was he'd have been a missionary in the Indian context and um, really had as he kind of tried to spread the gospel through the work that he was doing among the people there he he really was bothered by the fact that first what he what he encountered is that they really wanted um, to, they had this kind of dependence on foreigners. Okay. So people who were not not from not indigenous, and they were um, they wanted people to come in and to do ministry basically for them, and them to be able to receive that. But the problem is with that is he identified that really um, the Indian nationals could spread the gospel more effectively than say someone he was from England, right? So, so someone from England. So he tried to push the idea that local people need to be doing the ministry, which is I know something. Mark, I'm sure we'll want to talk about some more um, this idea of indigenous or indigeneity, where you know the the the, the whole point of what we we do in terms of missions is to um, have the mission not to be dependent upon us, but for us to give it to the people who are there and live there and then that culture in order to share the gospel. Um, the other thing is that he also, whenever Newbigin came home, he he encountered this this problem of. Um, he really f- found the same thing whenever he went back to England, that people really wanted to come to church and uh, consume the church and to um, even the idea of sharing the gospel was something you might invite someone to come with you to church, but you didn't actually go out yourself and share your faith and, and see yourself and your whole life as being a part of God's right. mission in the world. And so, um, you know, people come along and they've kind of coined that phrase, that term missional out of that same idea of, um, you know, what you're supposed to be as a Christian, what the church is supposed to be is that we don't do missions, but we are we are part of what God's doing always, all of us, not just professional clergy, um, but it's something that God's, we're part of what God's doing all across the world. And um, it the world needs us to... Um, have local people, average, you could say it this way, you have average Christians be the ones that share the gospel, not professional ones. Right, okay. So, 
Mark, go ahead and, and uh, give a definition of indigenous. I can't even say it. Indigenous. indigenous. There. Uh, I think that some t- uh, the, the word indigenous means self-governing, self-supporting, and uh, and 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 uh, self-propagating. It's called the three self principle, and that is the goal of missions. The goal of missions is to establish a uh, a local body of believers or a group of bodies of believers that can do those three things. So ultimately, the job of every mission is to work itself out of a job as it turns over uh, the res- the responsibility, the decision making, the the funding. All those things ultimately need to be done locally. Uh, otherwise, we find ourselves in a position where we are robbing people of their responsibility as believers to support their church, to support their pa- pastor, to be generous. And we can also create an atmosphere where we do things in such a way that they'll never be able to take it over. They'll never be able to support it because we've done it in such a way that we've put it outside of their limits, outside of their ability. And, uh, and so that church then becomes uh, perpetually dependent on outside resources. And I think that uh, that is very much true anywhere you find the church, uh, that we have this responsibility to, uh, to, to propagate ourselves, to be, to be missional, to you know, have the gospel as the very heartbeat of the church, and, uh, and not just activities, not just uh, social ministry. Uh, all those may be part of the missional aspect of the church, but if we lose sight of the gospel, and that is that people are lost, and that there is sin in you know in the city as well as hope, then we sometimes fail to uh, be be faithful to the gospel. So, for me, a missional church is involved in missions uh, around the world. But it's also preparing, it's also equipping people, uh, empowering people with the gospel to transform uh, uh, people's lives through that message, wherever they may be. To, to, to uh, go further with that, is it also true, Mark, that a church that um, even a, on a mission field that is continually uh, dependent upon others, um, they themselves are not able to become ascending church as well. Is that a fair statement? Yeah, that's very fair. And that's that sometimes becomes the struggle whenever you move away from uh, a, a, a mission to, uh, to self-support. Uh, oftentimes, it's, it's, a, it's a real difficult struggle for that local group of believers to assume the responsibility uh, that is rightfully theirs and that is to propagate the gospel in their area and to continue planting churches, and not just locally, but but the call to missions has always been global. That's right. Uh, you know, it's always been a call to, for the world, and so we really haven't succeeded as a missions organization until we begin to see local churches, local national bodies, or however we might want to look at that, uh, beginning to send others out as well. That's good. Yeah. So that, um, Mark, that, you know, our success in, in missions is whenever we see a field that we've invested years in here from, you know, maybe it was started out of something that was done here in the United States, but we want to see them to be their own 
um, organization. We want to see them planning their own churches, and we want to see them sending their own missionaries to other parts of the world, maybe maybe even sending missionaries back here to the United States. Absolutely. Uh, there are large groups of, uh, of people in the United States, communities of people, uh, sometimes, you know, in the tens of thousands that uh, pretty much have, have uh, gathered together in major cities. Uh, Filipinos come to mind, Indians yep. come to mind. Uh, you know, there's many others and you know, not even talk about the refugees, uh, but there are, there are large populations where rather than us sending a, uh, a, a, an American church planter into that community to plant a church, it would make a lot of sense to bring in another Filipino or another Indian into those communities and, and plant that church. Yeah, that's good. Uh, we, and we do have some of those that people may not know that, but we do have a few of those that exist here in the States. Like um, I think immediately of Pete LaPaz. Yes. And All Nations Church, um, Pete is doing an amazing work down there. If you haven't heard about Pete, um, he, they're in Jacksonville, Florida. Um, and not only is Pete's from the Philippines, uh, pastor there in Siragao, and um, he he came to the United States, and he's like, I'm, I felt called to plant a church, connected with us. Um, I think that with Clint Cook and um, Franklin, I think, I think Franklin that's right. on back in the day, and they've done some great stuff. I got to go visit them this last year. And out of that, they now, they've sensed the need to also continue to propagate new churches. And so they've planted, a they church, planted yes. another church in Daytona right. Beach, uh, Florida, out of uh, all nations. Right. And that's, that's exactly yeah, that's what this should like. look. That's exactly what this should look like. So we have, uh, so we just, um, you know, Pastor Pete and Pastor Tim, Tim is the pastor there in, in Daytona Beach. They, they, I can tell you right now, they're not finished with that process either, and they're <laughs> continuing to do that work. It's, uh, it's great to see. It's an encouragement. It should be the way that even we should think about it here in the United States. We tend to think about, well, I develop a, I, I, I get a church, and we, we're here, and we're, you know, getting more and more people to come to my or this church. But the whole point of the church is to send people out. Um, something you've kind of been saying the last little bit is a. And heard this phrase that the church was never called to collect people. It was always called to send people. Well, that's good. Yes, absolutely. So sometimes we have, uh, we have churches that have uh, this idea that what they're doing locally is evangelism uh, and what, what we're doing internationally is missions. But the reality is that it's all missions uh, it's all reaching the lost. It's all carrying this gospel, uh, this hope of salvation through Jesus Christ to every person. And uh, and that should be the heartbeat of the church. And we shouldn't really separate them so much yeah. because the call of the Great Commission is a both and to do it where we are and to do it around the world as well. Yeah. Um, so the idea of, um, you know, this whole missional conversation wrote, it also revolves around this idea of the mission of God, or yes, uh, the idea that God is by God's nature, God is missionary, right? He is and, a missionary God, right? and that's what he—that's what he's done with everything in creation. That's, and so therefore, mission is not something that we do. That the church was created because God has a mission, right? And so everything that the church does is about God's mission. And whenever we, whenever you see, um, you know, where you see a church that is pursuing that kind of mission both in their community and beyond, 
um, that that's who they are. That's what they do. They see that as their purpose and reason to be. You see, in that case, that's when you actually see the church. If you don't see those things, then I'm not. Then the question is, is it really a church? Right. Right. One of the, one of the uh, articles I read reminded me of this: that God sends the Son. Mm-hmm. The Son sends the Spirit. The Spirit sends the church, and so. God's mission, the Trinity, yeah. is all wrapped up even in in the purpose. Yeah. So that this this theology of uh, the, the the idea of the missio dei or the yeah. mission of God is wrapped up not only in God's activity, but it is in God's being. So God's very being is about dynamic, relational sending, um, and receiving. Yes. So uh, I could go deep in that real quick, and I'll I'll try to hold back. But um, yeah. So the the Mission is not something that is an activity, but it is God's nature. Um, and as a result, then it comes out in everything. It's, in some sense, then, mission as you see it in God, in creation, um, mission as you see it in the people of Israel. Right. Um, you know, so that, you know, we often think about the God choosing a, a group of people from among the nations. His purpose was not to do that in order to, for them to get something out of it necessarily. It was because he was attempting, he was doing something in the world. Um, so you know, that's the whole point of the, the electing, the choosing of Israel is because God has a mission that he's attempting to do in the world through the work of Jesus. Uh, whenever he comes to the sending of the church, um, it, it's all, it, it all reflects the God's nature. It's not something secondary to who God is and God's very being. So even being God's chosen people, it's not chosen because of um, anything special about them, but it's chosen to fulfill his purpose. Yeah. Well, that's part of my... Absolutely. Yeah, so that's one of my issues I have often with the whole theological conversation around election is we tend to think about election as something that God does for me or for an individual. The whole it comes point, all about me. Yeah, yeah, it becomes about me. The the point is not that ever, and that's I think where we our kind of individualism uh, has gotten all mixed up in all this. The whole point of of God's election of Israel and God's election of um, the church is, and I'm talking about that in a very Arminian way, um, <laughs> is that God has God's doing something. Um, by bringing these people uh, about, and, and, and he's creating the church. Uh, he's calling people out. Um, he's doing this work in order to share the gospel beyond those, you know, those four that he's, you know, the, the right. idea of the election sometimes can be it's like us four and no more. Praise and the Lord. The, yeah, <laughs> the problem is, is that election is always about the world. And so the fact that we we look at election and, and from our theological perspective and say, well, election pushes us to recognize that Jesus Christ tasted death for every person. So we've got to take this to every possible person. It all, all that that whole theology works all together with this, and um, that's why I think that, and I think Benoni Stinson thought this that that the theology of of uh, Arminianist the Arminian theology. A brown election is the one that best helps us pursue mission in the world. And Jim, I think that that carrying that idea further, whenever whenever mission teams go, yes, 
that that is also a part of that church or that group of churches fulfilling the Great Commission. Uh, and, but the but the but the mistake that can be made is that um, we we go to this particular location and we uh, we're overwhelmed by the uh, oftentimes by the poverty of what we see. And then rather than coming along beside the church and working together with the local church to empower the local church and to elevate its status and uh, its its witness in the community, uh, we want to do it for them. Mm. And that may be one of the biggest mistakes that we can make uh, as as uh, people who are going. And, and it's understandable. We are Christians. We are compassionate. We want to be generous. We want to help. Uh, but sometimes I think uh, that we we misplace that in such a way that what we're actually doing is uh, preventing that body of right. believers in that international location from fulfilling uh, the role that our church is fulfilling in our community back home. And, uh, and so we want to do it for them instead of coming along beside them and empowering them and letting them receive the credit, letting them receive uh, the, the benefit and ultimately God receive the glory. And I, I think part of the issue with that too is um, when we when we have it backwards and we do for them, um, the needs are met only as long as we're able to, rather than empowering um, the local church there to do it. I think of right. even um, because of uh, Rodney and Teresa having to be stateside some with uh, with baby girl, as Rodney calls her that, um, it forced Miguel and and the the church there to to take the lead with a number of these things. So Mark. Uh, describe that a little bit, what, what's been able to happen the last few years uh, when the, quote, missionary presence has been more limited, um, for example, in Honduras, or maybe even other areas where the local church was able to uh, really fulfill its its uh, responsibility. Yeah, I mean, the churches came together, uh, and basically, as often happens in our international fields, uh, an association is formed, but it's not an association uh, it is in a, it is in a way an association of churches, but it's primarily an association of pastors, and it's often referred to as the pastors' association. So the pastors came together, and and uh, they actually incorporated uh, the Honduran General Baptist Church within Honduras as a as a uh, as a separate corporation from our our work in Honduras as a mission, and uh, and they meet regularly. They uh, they they had they established their own rules as far as uh, you know ordination or what constitutes a successful church plant or what constitutes a successful church adoption because uh, at times there are others who want to be part of the group and so they 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 have established all of those uh, guidelines and all those rules. And that's what you absolutely love to see. You love to right. see yeah. uh, the local group uh, begin to assume responsibility for their future. And that's really exciting. Yeah, it's something that I know you've, uh, Mark, you've been encouraging them to do. It's not, wasn't like that they did this, you know, on, on the spur of a moment, but it's something that's been being developed for a long time. For them to be able to um, to take that over in that way and to, to run with it, and they've done a tremendous job. I don't know if the people understand 
um, the kind of leader that Pastor Miguel is there right. in Honduras and uh, the the work that they've done there. It's it's amazing to watch. It, in some ways, you know, we're focusing right now in General Baptist Ministries on the, the idea of the call to ministry. And, man, we could learn a whole lot from from those guys and the way they're, you know, pursuing that aspect of things. They, they, they know what they're doing. And uh, so we would be foolish to think that we understand their context, their churches, their needs better than they do. And I, from, from our perspective here in the U.S., um, but it's great to see them kind of take it and run with it and us be able to kind of take a step to the side and say, okay, now how can we help you? What are the things we can right. do now? Because we, it's not like we, we're just kind of launching them and say, go on and make your way and we'll never see you again. But we're it's like, all right, now now how can we continue this work together? And it just kind of continues to multiply and expand. It's it's wonderful to see. Yeah, it becomes very New Testament in that in the New Testaments you see local uh, indigenous churches whenever a church in another region has a need to gathering an offering and 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 sending that offering to that other location uh, because there is we are still the body of Christ we are still brothers and sisters in Christ and and in our time of need it's essential that we that we are generous and that we support each other and, and but it's a different kind of relationship than uh, than the relationship of a mission, starting something fresh and new in a location that is very much dependent. But as that, as they, as it develops, the dependency should become less and less until you reach this place where you are, where you're just supporting one another and encouraging one another, loving one another as the body of Christ. Let me ask this question for, for both of you. What, what is a successful, uh, I think I've asked you this before, Mark, what is a successful mission trip look like a successful mission trip is when we leave the church empowered to do the gospel and by empowered i mean uh, there there is there's there's a lot of there, there's no no question about it. there's a lot of attention that is drawn when a when a group from north america uh come into a community uh especially in asia or in in central america because uh, you know we can, we arrive on this bus or these vans, we, you know our, our skin color is different, our language is different, and so they're they're obviously that's unavoidable. There's nothing we can do about that. It creates a lot of attention and it creates a lot of anticipation as well, and uh, and so the the it, it really becomes the team's responsibility in everything that they do to elevate the local church and make sure that everybody there knows we are here because of this pastor. We are here because of this local church and I mean, because of their concern for the needs of their community. And we're here to walk beside them to help them do the ministry that this church feels needs to be done in this community. And so everything, everything needs to elevate the local church uh, from the very beginning uh, that I was a missionary under Bob Carr in the Philippines, he would say continually, you know, this idea that uh, I must decrease and mm -hmm. he must increase. Of course, that's a quote about, you know, John and Jesus. Right. But the same is true missional. Uh, it's, it's, it's so important that 
that we elevate, that we allow the local pastor, the local church to receive the, the, the glory and the credit for what's going on uh, to the place that when I was serving as a missionary, I seldom would baptize. Now, there were times where, where I did baptize, but almost always I would defer to that local church, to that local pastor, and I would encourage them, uh, even though uh, it might be uh, more exciting in a way for the missionary to do the baptism, it's more important yeah. that the local church yeah, do that. Yeah, if if your if your mission trip is about excitement for you, then it's not the per, the points not it's, being the, the point it's is misplaced. Lost. Yeah. yeah, it's misplaced. Yeah. For and whenever I think about like for mission trips, usually you can think about the purpose for it regarding for the the people that are that are you know we're going you're going there to serve, and the purpose for it for the people that we're sending here in the right. U.S. The people, you know, you're articulated well, Mark, about how we're able to help those people that we're going there to to come alongside and serve. And I I would tell people, you we you should never underestimate the importance of encouragement. Right. And um, it, sometimes the it, it, someone else might be able to say the same exact things, but if you have someone from outside come in and just say, you know, Pastor, this is great, and you know, um, God's blessing you, and we're praying for you and to actually stand with a pastor in their church and pray for them and, um, you know, thank God for them. And th- th- it matters. That matters a lot. Um, it does. And I, that's, by the way, that's one of my favorite things to do. And often Mark knows this. Whenever we go places, I'm like, can we go visit some churches? Right. Because I like to go and just to be able to encourage the, those local pastors and say, you know, uh, we see you, we see your faithfulness and, you know, you know, it's it's good for us to be able to. Do, that's something we can do, um, right? Absolutely. And, and for the people that we send from here to go, like if you if someone if you go from your church, and you're sending a mission team, say to Honduras. I think my experience the first time I ever went is I thought I was going to go and do something, mm-hmm. and what I found out whenever I went uh, was to it was was that it did something to me, right? Right. What I did was very minimal compared to the impact that it made upon my life and how I saw things. And, and uh, so whenever whenever we send a team, we send a team to go be the, we say to be the hands and feet of Jesus, of course. But what you're going to find is that the hands and feet of Jesus are already there and are right. sending right, right, right back That's to good. you. That's very good. Absolutely. And um, so... Um, I think one of the greatest things we do when we get to send, especially short-term teams, is that you get to have the opportunity to let people see on a short-term basis what God is doing and therefore the kingdom of God and their, you know, they they recognize it's way bigger than they ever thought. And um, for some people, it just catches them on fire. And right. so we have, I think, basically all of our missionaries right. have started off on a short-term team and something in that process was just, it was a catalyst for something more. So just so you right. know, if we, if you go on a mission team for, with us, our purpose is that we hope God sets you on fire. That's right. That's Absolutely. Right. That's right. And, Absolutely. Uh, so we, we believe that that's an important part of this. So we want you to go and make an impact while you're there, but we, we recognize that one of the things of the impact is going to be on you. And that's really, that's a really good thing. Right. After, after the week. That's right. I um, had the privilege this past November of going on my first uh, 
medical mission team. And I'm thankful, was it Mark, about three years ago, we, we pivoted to our medical mission teams go through the local church. And so it was, it was neat to see um, the pastors gathered the people together and shared with them and prayed with them. And then the pastors were there to follow up on them after we left. And I think that that, uh, again, just echo what's been said. It's, it's critical that, um, that we're not the Calvary coming in to rescue everyone. We're just coming alongside the local church that's going to be there after we're long gone. Right. Yeah, it's essential. Mark or Dan, anything else you want to uh, add that we, we haven't talked about today? I know this uh, it's a big word that sometimes gets misused, but I'm, I'm, I'm thankful. Um, Danny, when you came on board, you talked about us being for the local church, that General Baptist Ministries, we're not the church. We're, we're resourcing the local church to be on mission. Yeah. So the, the point of that is one of the things I, I've said this a lot, um, that we we don't exist for local churches to help us to do mission, to do ministry. So whenever there's a missionary that goes on the field or there's work that we get to be a part of in another part, in, in, let's say in the Philippines, that's not General Baptist Ministries doing that stuff. It's not Mark Powell. It's not, uh, you know, a missionary on the field. Just, just, it's They're not the primary catalyst. It's something that God has done in the hearts of people in a local church, maybe here in the United States, and they've been faithful to that, and therefore God has used that to multiply it in other places, and we just get to be a vehicle right. for it. That's so right. that's what, when we say we're for the local church, I don't just mean by that that we love local churches. I don't just mean by that that we um, are praying for them or that we're going to offer things to local churches here in the U.S. What I mean by that is that we we know and recognize that our purpose to be is to be a vehicle for local churches even to be able to do work that they couldn't do otherwise. So whenever um, they they partner with us, say, for example, even in Unified Giving, that, that money goes not just to help do ministry here in the U.S., but that, that becomes also the opportunity for us to let that local church do ministry in all kinds of other places right, around the world. Right. And so um, I think that it what that means is because we partner together and because we're, as General Baptist Ministries, for the local church, that means that our local churches get to do amazing things, right. some of them that they never even get to see. Right. And I'm I'm thankful that I get to be a witness to that so that, like, Jim, I think back to whenever we went to India a couple years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, Jim was, at that time, Jim was, he was experiencing some... Uh, Problems you had to have your gallbladder yes, out when I we did. came home. Yes, I did. Yes, um, I did. We we rode around in the back of a, of a vehicle with um, Prakash and um, Mark and I sitting back there, and, and we'd stop at the local place where a sewing center was yes. going on. And I've got this really good picture of uh, where they we walked into a church that they had been doing a sewing center, and they had thrown flowers all over us. Yes. So I've got pictures of Jim with it looks like he's got flowers all in his hair. A flower child, right yeah, there. and right. then uh, then they would put these um, these big um, what do you would call them like a lay yes. of flowers yes. around our neck there, and you got to see the the work that was going on on there, and you recognize that half of the people in every one of those sewing centers were a non Christian, yes, that were getting to hear the gospel and people's yes. lives were being changed, and and they would put that right. that that lay around your neck or my neck. Yeah. I got that picture. It just reminds me of. 
we just got to be yeah. the ones that were standing there. Yeah. The people who were actually doing that ministry and that we just got to be kind of the vehicles for are in places in Arkansas and in, yes, that's right. in Tennessee that's right. and in in Florida and Georgia and um, here in Missouri. So that we just got to be the ones that they put the the things around their neck, um, but we were receiving it and recogni- recognizing it for our people, and it, it it's humbling. Yes, it is. And is very, I got very a, much so. At the end of the day, there was a the back of the vehicle was full because we'd gone to so many full. of those. Yes. Full of flowers. Yeah, could have opened our own flower shop. I yeah, think. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, and it was. And it, I looked at that, and I I just thought that is all a kind of a, a sign of the work. That our local churches yes. are doing whenever they they recognize that it's about more than just them and uh, what they need in their local context, and they they invest in the gospel the gospel message around the world. So it's a wonderful thing to see. Absolutely, Mark. Is there anything that you addition you want to share? No, I think it's been a great conversation. I, I've enjoyed it, and I for, for me too. Um, I grew up General Baptist. I'll be General Baptist till the day I die, probably. Um, but I believe our doctrine says that Jesus tasted death for everyone. And growing up, my everyone was just in the St. Louis area. Then it expanded out a little further. But once I went on that first mission trip to Honduras, all of a sudden, um, there's a world full of people. And the, and the mission of God is to reach the world. And so if we're going to be obedient as believers, we need to be involved in that. And so I'd like to encourage you, if you would like to uh, be a part of a mission, uh, mission one team or even... Uh, one of our missionaries or somebody going on a mission trip, you can reach out to me at jim.pratt at generalbaptist.com. But thank you for joining us today. We invite you to like and subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you use and leave a comment. That's how we, we know that you're listening and appreciate what we're talking about. Have a blessed day.